You are listening to A League of Divorced Women, where I, your host Pamela Penrose, will have chats with fellow divorced women about our stories of resiliency, strength, and courage as we rebuilt and continue to rebuild our lives. This podcast is to encourage all women, anyone identifying as female, who are thinking of divorce, getting divorced, or are on the other side of it. May you find a safe and welcoming space here as we share our journeys with you. Welcome to another episode of A League of Divorced Women. I am really excited to be here today. I'm feeling very energized and I'm just excited about the topic that I'm going to share with you. And, you know, as I am thinking about this podcast and this community that I'm striving to create, I am very excited because I have some big news that I'm going to share with you all soon. Um, that is going to just help keep us connected even more. Um, But as I was getting ready to hop on here and and do this podcast, I was thinking about just what this community, what it looks like in my mind. And the visual that came to me was just me sitting down outside and stretching out my arms and just welcoming you, any of you who have gone through divorce, are going through a divorce, are separated, are on your way to it, Um, all women who have been in this space, just opening my arms to you and saying, come sit down next to me um, and let's all be together. Let's support each other. Let's build each other up. Let's hold each other. Let's create space for each other. Let's create the community that we're desperately craving when we're going through that divorce. Let's create it for each other. Um, So I hope that as you continue to show up here, that is the energy that you feel um, in these podcasts and as you interact with me potentially on social media and the offerings that I continue to have and the new ones that are coming. But I just wanted to share that with all of you. so that you know that's where my heart is coming from. It's, I just wanna sit down with you and be with you and hold space with you and let you know you're not alone. Let you know that you're supported and create a space for you where you can talk about this stuff and you don't feel like you're you know, talking too much about it or overwhelming someone, but this is the space where you get to show up and just say, hey, this is what I'm going through with this situation in my life and you know that you're safe to do that. So I wanted to share that with you. And the topic I want to talk about today is advocacy. So when we think of advocating for someone, it's like there's a barrier in front of that person and they're not able to remove it for themselves. And they need someone to advocate, to step in and to remove that barrier for them. A lot of times this word is used and advocating is needed when it comes to race, to class, situations of abuse, things like that. Um, So those are very, very important topics. The way that I am talking about it today in relationship to divorce is advocating for yourself. So learning to be the one 
that shows up for yourself, that gives yourself what you need, that chooses yourself. And I think this topic is very important for women who have or are going through divorce because I think that it is what helps us keep moving forward. It's what helps us not let ourselves stay the victim. And many times we are the victim. We were the victim of something, but we don't want to stay there because that will, um, it keeps us from living. It will steal our life from us if we stay the victim. And I don't want to act like it's easy to get out of that space, especially depending on what you've gone through. Um, It may be very, very hard and that makes sense and that's okay. But I think that learning to be the one that advocates for yourself is a life-changing in so many ways and it helps us step forward and it has helped me step forward. I do want to say again that there are situations where we do need someone and other people do need someone to step in and advocate. So I don't want to belittle that. But for those of us who have access and are able to in our situations to advocate for ourselves, I want to speak into you and um, encourage you and give you examples of how I've done that for myself. So I think this topic is very important and I think it is something that we will need to revisit over and over again for the rest of our lives. It is about a lifestyle of advocating for yourself. It's not a one and done um, or just for a season. I think it's always. I also think that it plays a part into why relationships can end when we don't know how to advocate for ourselves, when we don't know how to show up for ourselves, choose ourselves, give ourselves what we need, ask for what we need. It can be what tears a relationship apart because we're looking to the other person to be everything. We're putting so much weight on another person. And if that person doesn't know how to show up for themselves either, then they're putting that weight right back on you. And it's a um, not a great dynamic. And I think that can contribute to endings of relationships. So that's why I say it's, I think it's a lifelong journey because whether we stay single or we get into partnership again, we need to know how to be the one that stands up for ourselves and loves ourselves well. So I thought I would share with you just a couple of examples of how I did that in my own, throughout my own separation and divorce. And for any of you who you are the one you needed to get out of the marriage and you made that choice, that is a way that you stood up for yourself. That is a way that you advocated for yourself. Some of you might have needed someone to advocate for you, depending on your situation. Um, But for those of you who said, who saw that you needed to get out and you did get out, that's an example of you advocating for you. Um, The first example that I can think of in my own life is around New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve 2018, I really wanted to do something and I really wanted to be with someone and I felt like what I wanted was not reciprocated. 
and I felt very unwanted. Whether what I thought and felt about the situation or really what I thought about the situation, if that was right or wrong, I'm not sure, but how I felt was unwanted. And all of my other friends were going out of town or had plans and I was left alone. And New Year's Eve for me is, it's just the most romantic holiday, I think, personally. And I probably over-romanticize it, but I really want the When Harry Met Sally moment in my life one day. And somehow I will figure out how to give it to myself. I won't expect someone else to give it to me. I will advocate for myself and figure out how to give it to myself. But um, going back to 2018, I was just really down because it was my first New Year's being you know, out of my marriage. And the way that the night was unfolding is not how I had wanted it to unfold. And I had a sweet coworker invite me over to her mom's house. And I was very appreciative and thankful of that because if she hadn't done that, I would have been alone on my first New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, which could have been good for me. But in that moment, it felt very overwhelming to think about being by myself for that holiday. So I had a great time. I was very thankful that she welcomed me and let me play games and just hang out with her family. And the next day, I was able to start to kind of give myself what I need. I think it was one of the first like big days where I realized, okay, I have to show up for me. I have to give myself what I need because there's no one else here who's going to do it. I'm not in partnership anymore. Like I'm by myself and there's no one here with me. It's just me on New Year's Day. My best friends were out of town. So the people that always made me feel loved and supported weren't there. So I knew, okay, it's me. I got to make myself feel loved and supported. And I remember I took myself to see a movie. I wrote myself a letter to open on July 1st. So halfway through the year and just did like some self-care stuff. So that was one way that I learned to advocate for myself and show up for me. And from that experience, when New Year's Eve 2019 came around, I was ready and I was prepared. I told myself, I am going to love you and I'm going to show up for you and I'm going to give you what you need. I'm not going to wait for someone else to ask me to hang out. I'm not going to invite someone to see if potentially they could hang out, which there's nothing wrong with that. But in that moment, that's how I felt. I was like, I'm just going to show up for me. And so I thought long and hard, what would I want to do for New Year's? And I decided what I wanted was to go to the beach and I wanted to camp out on the beach. So I did some research and found this campsite in Myrtle Beach where I could take my car and park right up um, next to the sand. They had like a huge parking lot next to it. And I, so I booked that and I think it was November. And then on New Year's Eve, I remember my brother gave me his sleeping bag and my sister-in-law gave me these twinkle lights from my niece's Christmas tree to hang in the back of my car. And I just packed up the bag. I laid the seats down. I made it like a little cozy 
home and I had snacks and I had champagne for me to open at midnight. There was this workshop I was doing that was like meditation and releasing workshop. And I took the um, paperwork that I printed off so I could complete that. And I took myself to Myrtle Beach and I had a spot at the very end right by the sand. And I spent time just watching the waves and listening to podcasts and music and doing this workshop that I was doing and just hanging out with myself. And there were moments, I remember a moment being in my car and just feeling the grief and the sadness that I was alone. But then also I felt very seen and very loved because I was showing up for myself. Um, and at midnight, I popped my champagne and there were fireworks on the beach and I went out and sat out there. And um, the next morning I got up and went and sat out on the beach and watched the sunrise. And again, it was just, I felt so loved and so seen. It's one of these moments that I hold in my heart that supports me um, and that reminds me that my love can come from within. It doesn't just have to come from another because that was a moment where I truly felt deeply loved and there was no one else around me. Around me. It was me and God. And I've, I felt um, more loved than I had in a very long time. So that is one example or another example of how I advocated for myself. I didn't get my when hearing that Sally moment, but I did ask myself what would make me feel loved. And then I showed up for myself and I gave that to myself. And then there was something else that I was thinking about. Oh, I, I thought about how when I went to, I did a, my very first solo trip. I went to Florida and my boss at the time had, he was from, or he had lived in the city where I was going to, and he knew the owners of a restaurant, and he and his wife gave me a dinner at the restaurant one night, and it was a really cute restaurant. I got all dressed up, and I was going by myself. <laughs> there was, I was on a solo vacation trip. There was no one with me, but what I love is getting fancy and going out. So I gave that to myself and I went to see a movie afterwards and I remember walking into the restaurant. I was all dressed up and I walk in and the hostess said, is it just one? And I said, yes. And her response to me was, you go girl. And that was just exactly what I needed in that moment because there was a part of me that was hurting so much on the inside. My heart was broken when I got there on that trip. And just to have someone, I felt very seen, to have someone see how courageous I was being, even if she didn't fully know. I mean, she didn't know my story. So, but to see someone or to have someone see my courage and my bravery and my boldness meant so much to me. But I saw it first by getting dressed up and going. I was the first one to see it in me. And then she reflected that back to me. Um, I can talk about smaller examples too of how I started making myself healthy breakfast. 
I would get up in the morning and I would cook myself a healthy meal and I would meditate and listen to podcasts and nourish myself in the morning. And that was me choosing me. I subconsciously was showing myself um, or, you know, subconsciously it was being imprinted in me that I am worth getting up and eating healthy and tending to my soul because that's what that time was. I was taking care of me and I was showing myself over and over and over again that I was worth it. Um, so I want to share just some of those examples because I think that maybe that could help you. Um, it'd be more tangible. Um, another example I just thought of was, you know, perhaps when you were with your partner, you weren't able to decorate or express yourself within the home. And now's your time where you can do that. You can hang up pictures that you want to hang up. You can decorate the, the way that you want to decorate. And that's a small way of giving yourself what you need and what you want. We can also talk about relationships within relationships and not necessarily romantic ones, but with family or with friends, being able to advocate for yourself. So if there's something that you need to say, being able to allow yourself to say what you need to say, um, allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel, setting boundaries where you need to set boundaries, and not looking to anybody outside of you to do those things for you, but to do it for yourself. And it takes time. It takes repetition. Again, I think it is something that is just a lifestyle. It's not, um, okay, I'm going to practice this for this month. It's, this is just going to be a part of my life. And I'm going to start showing up for me because first and foremost, I should be the one showing up for me. And how I show up for me teaches others how to show up for me. So if I'm not loving myself, if I'm not showing myself that I'm worth it, then someone else is going to see that. I think even energetically, we can project that out and other people feel it. They know. Um, and I can even look back on my own life and I can see the people in the moments where they were like, she does not um, believe in herself. She does not think she's worthy. Um, so I think this is a really, really important topic. And also, I think it's important because we can go from being married and then being divorced. And oftentimes that makes us feel like we are not worth being chosen. And I wanted to share with y'all sort of how, or briefly how, I went from feeling very unchosen to being able to say that I've always been chosen. And it just takes time and healing. You have to be active in your work. All of this, you have to be active. If you are going to move forward after your divorce, you have to be active. And that doesn't mean that you don't rest. I think that we can be active and rest. We must be active and rest. We don't push ourselves constantly. That will cause burnout. That will cause us to not want to do our healing work. So we do need rest. But we have to be active in everything um, to achieve healing and to move forward. So 
Um, I when I, after my separation and divorce, I went through another heartache, and I remember I was standing in my friend's kitchen, and I can just see myself in that moment. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, "Why am I never good enough? Why am I never good enough?" And in that moment, when I said it, there was this healthier version of me that was just aching for how painful that sentence was. Like that healthy me was hurting for the wounded me in that moment that was crying out, why am I never worth it? And I just, it became aware to me that I have always felt unchosen that someone else has always chosen over me. And I lived in that space for a long time, even after I said those words. Um, But it was the first moment where I really woke up to feeling that way. And I realized I became self-aware of it. But then it didn't go away right away. Of course, nothing ever does. So I started to intentionally do work around choosing myself. I realized that I wasn't even choosing me, that I kept abandoning me. So of course I was going to always feel unchosen because I wasn't even choosing me. So I started practicing choosing myself first. And that's part of what I just shared with you by giving myself the experiences that I wanted, by giving myself healthy breakfast, doing these things to take care of me and show me that I wanted to choose me, that I wanted to love me. So that way, no matter what happens outside of me, I know that I'm still loved, that I will always love me. And no one can take that from me. No one can make me walk away from me. I'm always going to be right there choosing me day after day after day. And that was my goal was to teach myself that. And I started looking back over my life, like all the way back to childhood and could see the theme of feeling unchosen and believing that I was unchosen. And I remember when I moved to Wilmington, sitting across from my therapist and telling her all of this. And then it was December of this past year, after so much work, And thinking that I was going to always feel that way, I sat across from my therapist and I said to her, I have always been chosen. And I believed it with everything in my being. I have always been chosen. And I remember when I said it, it just shocked me. I never expected to get to that place. And I share that with you because that's what healing can feel like. It feels like you're always going to be in this space of, I'm always going to feel unchosen. I'm always going to feel like other people don't show up for me. I'm always going to feel like no one advocates for me. I'm always going to feel, insert whatever it is. I'm always going to feel the grief. I'm always going to feel the heartache. And you keep doing your work. You keep showing up for you. You keep advocating for yourself. You keep choosing yourself. And then one day, all of a sudden, you can see how this whole time you have been healing. And you can say out loud, oh, I've always been chosen. Oh, I'm the one that advocates for me. I'm the one that shows up for me. 
And oftentimes when we start to choose ourselves, we start to advocate for ourselves and show up for ourselves, suddenly the lenses change that we're looking through and we start to notice where other people are choosing us, where other people are showing up for us and other people are advocating for us. But when we aren't doing it for ourselves, we usually can't see where other people are actually doing it too. And there is absolutely nothing like loving yourself, the love that you have for yourself. I think that it is a very beautiful thing to be loved by another person. Um, that experience is, um, I think it's even hard to explain, but we all can feel it when we think about someone who deeply loves us. But just as beautiful, it's just as beautiful to love yourself. And to have that kind of love for yourself is, it's life-changing and it is an experience like no other. To know that no matter where you go, there is love within you. Um, and I believe that we have the divine within us. We are filled with a spirit of love always. And when we're able to tap into that and know that it's there, consistently, that is, it's just its own experience. And my hope is that we all in this lifetime know what it's like to be loved by another. I think we are made for community and made for connection. And so my hope and prayer is that we experience that, but also that we experience self-love, what it is to deeply, deeply love ourselves and to show up for ourselves. And from that space, we're going to love and show up for other people in a totally new and different way. I think it's just a very different way of living life. So that's what I want to share with you today. I hope that there are some little nuggets or things that were helpful for you. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. If you have any thoughts, um, feel free to direct message me or shoot me an email. And I am just so grateful for you, and I am excited to see this community continue to grow. I am excited to um, launch the new things that I'm launching and to share them with you soon, so I hope that you stay around and stay connected. I am going to have in the show notes um, ways to connect and to reach out to me, but I am sending you all so much love. And I am just forever grateful to you. And I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you again for listening to A League of Divorced Women. If you would like to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at Penrose Creative Healing. Feel free to direct message me there, or you can email me at penrosecreativehealing at gmail.com. 
I also wanted to let you know about some offerings that I currently have. You can go on my Instagram account and there's a link in my bio to a 15-minute free consultation with me that is for my empowerment sessions and also my divorce process group. So empowerment sessions are going to be one-on-one 60-minute sessions with me, really helping you to um, navigate what's currently going on in your life and moving forward. This is really about growth work and how to get you to the next step. And the divorce process group is a group of divorced women who are ready to rebuild their lives. So it's not necessarily for someone who is in the depths of their grief at this time, um, but women who are ready to move forward and rebuild. Um, yes, we will still be healing. Yes, there will still be grief and, and times that grieving will be necessary and appropriate, but it's really about how to move forward and start a new life. And those are going to be starting, the process group will be starting in May and it'll be for 90 minutes once a week for eight weeks currently. Um, so if that sounds interesting to you, please feel free to reach out to me, um, through direct message, email, or sign up for a consultation. I'm also offering astrology sessions. These are one-on-one 60-minute sessions to look at your birth chart and really talk to you about um, what I see there. Um, I can also do lunar return charts for the month and solar return charts for the year. Um, Or if you'd like to talk about love, There are, in your astrology chart, there are specific houses that are about relationships and love. Um, I can also look at those and talk to you about what's going on in each of those houses. Um, Those right now are donation-based through May, and there is a link in my Instagram bio um, for you to go sign up for a session. So I just wanted to let you know about the different ways you can get involved. Again, I thank you so, so much for being here, and I'm so excited to create this community with you and to dive deeper and to move forward and to keep rebuilding our lives.